Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. George Orwell's 1984, where the cancel culture goes after anybody for a bad joke or something they said 20 years ago. Who's getting canceled today? Hey, I don't know, but hey, if it's me, it's me, so so be it. Actually, would I ever get canceled? No. I just do my own show, right? <laughs> Who the hell's going to cancel me? Um, Yeah, I want to talk about a few things today. I, been a few days since I've done a podcast, but um, well, some interesting things in the news, some interesting movies that I've seen. We're going to talk about Tom Brady retiring. Um, what's next for Aaron Rodgers in the NFL for Super Bowl weekends next weekend? And, uh, you know, one of the things that's uh, prevalent right now in the news is that the Chinese Communist Party is floating a spy balloon right across the United States. U.S. Air Force picked it up, scrambled fighter jets up to shoot it down, and our commander-in-chief told them no. And now this spy balloon is headed back east from outside of Montana. They were in Montana and North Dakota, hovering over Air Force bases where we um, have launched sites for 140 nuclear weapons. Wow. I mean, how brazen and bold are the Chinese to do this in broad daylight, knowing the guy in the White House will not do shit about it. In fact, he won't even shoot it down. The former president is all over his social media saying, shoot it down now. And uh, I have to say, I agree with the guy. Uh, There's a lot of people out there saying, shoot it down or bring it down. Let's find out what's in it. Why is it a balloon? Why are they making it obvious? Um, there's speculation. Do they have any kind of chemical or bio-warfare, um, biological weapons inside the balloon? If we blow it up, then it goes all over some poor town in the Midwest and kills people. I don't know. I don't know, but um, all kinds of speculation about it. Point is, they are obviously floating a balloon over for all of us to know with the utmost arrogance, and it's quite insulting. Hey, if you're going to spy on us, just spy on us like you regularly do, you know, using satellites or, uh, you know, high imagery, uh, like, you know, the telescopes and whatever other bugging devices you have all over the place because, you know, our universities are already infiltrated with the Confucius Institutes all over the place. And, of course, I have long thought that our White House, guy in the White House at least, is compromised by China. 
I'm going to go over why I think that just a, just a short bit. But I'm going to spoil, I don't know, I'm not going to spoil a couple things for you, but here's some things that I've watched, some movies I've watched. Uh, I did go to see a man named, or a man called Otto. It's the new Tom Hanks movie. The previews look great. Actually, it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Of course, yeah, they squoze a little bit of that dumbass woke culture in there for a part with the, you know, the transgender movement. They had to they had to squeeze that in there. But um, all in all, you know, that aside, you know, the, uh, you know, I guess the agenda, you know, the, whatever their purpose is for squeezing things like that in, you know, they have an agenda. So um, other than that dumbass portion of the movie, it was actually a really good movie. Um, also on Netflix, I watched Operation Mincemeat. This was a British movie. It was set back in World War II. And, um, they were actually, this is where the Allied powers needed to divert Hitler out of Italy, uh, so that they could attack Sicily. They wanted the Nazis to think that they were actually going to attack, um, Greece. Uh, so um, they come up with this plan. I'm not going to give you details of what they did, but they were trying to do a disinformation campaign and all that went on in the, in the, uh, the whole spying counter counter intel. And, oh, it was just, it was a really amazing movie. It was a good movie. If you get a chance to watch that, if you're, it was a spy movie, not a war movie. So you're not seeing like, you know, wartime you know, battles or anything, but it was, it was kind of a really, um, Highly entertaining spy film. I really did like that. So if you get a chance, it's on Netflix. It's called Operation Mincemeat. I did see a horror film on Hulu called Smile. Now, this was out at the movie theaters a year or two ago. And, uh, oh, my goodness. Talk about, like, this, whatever this spirit is that gets into somebody and makes them smile the way they do and how it passes from person to person. It was a really, really interesting freaking movie. Um, if you get a chance and you're into horror films, check out Smile. I'm also four episodes into this big new hit on Netflix called Wednesday, about Wednesday Adams. Um, four or five episodes in. Really good, really entertaining. It's not what I expected, actually. I don't know why I expected anything different. I, well, I can tell you why I expected something different. There was a new show on there called The Adams Family. So I was checking that out and I didn't know I didn't like it at all. And then I come to find out it was a Rob Zombie thing. I'm like, well, no wonder. I, I just like his style grates on me, you know, so I didn't really much care for um or maybe it was the monsters. I don't know. It was one of the, the monsters, I think it was. So anyway, I didn't I didn't really care for that. And then I saw Wednesday, I'm like, well, that's Adam's family and so I said, well, I'll give it a try, because apparently it's kind of the biggest hit on there since Stranger Things. And uh, I was surprised. I was, actually, I really, I'm enjoying the series so far. I'm, I'm going to try to finish it up in the next few days. I have like five or six episodes to go, but so far, so good. If you get a chance to watch it, um, definitely do. So I got a little, caught a little heat on, uh, on, um, Twitter. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, the more I see, I, I hope this, this counter, this cancel culture, cultural communism, 
just bullshit woke stuff is you know petering out i hope no pun intended um but i get sick and tired of seeing like all the protests and the antifa and people like out on the highways blocking traffic because you know they've blocked in the past for whatever point they're trying to make it's to me it's just to agitate people and piss people off um but they've stopped emergency vehicles from getting to fires or ambulances to, from getting to places where they need to help people uh, or cops getting from you know one place to another when they're called i saw there was i can't it was somewhere in california i'm sure um one side of the highway blocked all these people protested on the interstate and i guess one car nudged up and they sort of started you know, doing the things they were leaning on the hood beating on the windows it's very threatening um these people, they you give them an inch, they take a mile. They'll start busting your windows, intimidating you, cussing you. They fling their sticks around, and hit, you know. Just anyway, this person took off. I think they rolled over a couple of them and just kept going. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? I'm sorry people got hurt, but when we were young, were we not severely warned? You know, one of the things you don't do is go play in traffic. And here we have these grown ass adults throwing a temper tantrum over, I don't know, this week it's maybe climate change, next week it's transgender rights, or I mean, like any, like we're all, we're all equal. We're all, we all have the same rights. I'm just getting tired of them trying to go for special rights, you know, or more rights than everybody else. Um, this, this shit's getting old. Whatever you're protesting, don't do it in the highway. Don't do it on the road. If you do, you deserve to get freaking rolled over. I don't go playing in the highway when I'm pissed off about something. You know, I, plenty of things I'd like to go protest that I don't think are right with the government, but I'm not going to do it on I-81. I'm just not that stupid. Um, and if you're out there threatening people with a stick and they've got a car, well, that's like showing up to a, a gunfight with a knife. I mean, what? It's it, use your freaking head. And when you get when you threaten people and they've got a car, if that whoever's in that car, if they had a child, if I was in that car and I had a child, and I thought you were going to hurt me and a child, hey, I'm sorry about your legs, but you you're going to be used to wheelchair the rest of your life because I'm rolling over them. That's just just stupid. So yeah, I made a little comment like yeah, and that we all learned not to play in traffic when we were kids. So the Darwin Award goes too, and uh, I don't know. Um, I think I turned off the con. I don't. I don't check the comments, but I'm just like, yeah. Just wait till some of these lefties who are lighting this thread up read that one. Um, what would you do? I mean, seriously, if you were in traffic and blocked on a highway or a road, I mean, somebody gonna carjack you? Are they gonna shoot you? I mean, they're gonna pull you out of the car and beat you with one of the sticks they have, you know, because the temperature changed a little bit. Is how how how's that your fault? Um. But I, I don't know, Just I, I see these things more and more on TV and, and Twitter and videos of students attacking teachers and, and, and dumbasses. Just because the football team won a game, they go out and start smashing police cars. You know, I, it was not fun, any of, any of the folks that were alive seeing all the riots of the 60s and the heavy-handed police response. But with Antifa, BLM, some of these groups, you know, I'm, I'm losing patience and I would not blame the few police officers that are left 
going out and throwing a beating down on some of these ass clowns because this is this is ridiculous. And then you see videos like what happened uh, to that guy here recently. It was five cops in Memphis just beat the living hell out of that guy. Um, I know we only saw limited amounts of footage. I don't know what the guy was pulled over for, but God dang. I just like stand him up and then punch him again. It's like, dude, I don't know, man. There, there's not enough probably really experienced seasoned cops in some of these towns now because they've had so many people quit. And you can't blame them. Uh, half the politicians in this country don't have their back and are just out to use them and roll them under the bus, you know, throw them under the bus for their own political gain and their own neighborhoods where they're running for office. It's really a sad situation. It's not hard to have law and order and have people be decent to each other. We just have to make a decision to do so. And those that don't want to do so, you know, they need to be, I'm not gotten rid of, I don't take that the wrong way, but they need to be canceled. How about that? They're completely irrelevant and, and uh, a danger to themselves and society at this point. So, Tom Brady freaking retired. Again. So, yeah, it'll be the last time. Actually, I think the guy stayed a year too long. Um, you know, Who knows why he stayed another year? I mean, it could be that competitive fire. could be he needed a distraction in life from all the things that were going on personally with his divorce. Didn't take his wife very long to be parading around like, you know, in a very uh, scantily clad <laughs> bikini um, with another, like some dude that's a model or something. I don't know. That's uh, kind of in piss poor taste. You know, I would, I would, I would give it a year before I go parading around with a younger guy. You know, fresh off a divorce, and it's you know the paparazzi and the media are going to go right to that. But I guess to each their own. It's uh, gives us some rubes at home, something to watch. But I started to think, you know, there's um, you know, everybody talks about like who's your Mount Rushmore of this sport or that sport, you know, uh, you know, the greatest of all time, like the top four you would have in football. Like, well, you know, as far as the quarterback position, as much as I wasn't really a Tom Brady fan, especially all those years he was in New England, because man, I really learned to not like New England, mostly because of their coach. And then all the scandals they had there too, which I don't think will affect Tom Brady's legacy much, but um, I think it certainly will Bill Belichick's because he hasn't been able to win squat without Tom Brady. But if I had to say, like, who's the Mount Rushmore, the four greatest quarterbacks? Now, this is just my lifetime because I'm, I'm not that old. I, you know, I, I didn't see Roger Staubach play or some of these other folks. But in my lifetime, from the time I was a kid and got into football in the 80s and, you know, through the 90s, uh, my top four, my Mount Rushmore quarterbacks, um, Brady's on there. Peyton Manning, John Elway, and uh, probably my favorite quarterback of all time, Dan Marino. Uh, by the time I got into football, I know Joe Montana probably had seen his some of his best years. He was sort of waning in the '90s. He had his heyday in the early '80s when, um, you know, when he retired. I think Marino was still lighting it up. Um, those are great quarterbacks. I guess you know if I had to. If I was probably a little older, I'd, pro I'd probably toss Joe Montana on there. I don't know who I'd drop off, though. I mean, Marino's the only guy who didn't win a Super Bowl. But I still think Marino might be the greatest quarterback of all time that I've seen. And it's kind of hard to not have John Elway on there as much as I didn't like Denver. So I started thinking, you know, 
today's quarterbacks and today who's like still active in today's game since Brady's retired, who would be the Mount Rushmore, the top four right now in the game? And I really couldn't answer that either. I have three, and they're all very young. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, that's kind of a given. Joe Burrow, the Bengals, uh, that, that kid just knows how to win. And he's, uh, he's you know, for his third year, two title games and a Super Bowl. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, dude. Lamar Jackson. I know he's been injured this year, but I would, uh, for the for the Baltimore Ravens, not a Ravens fan. I got to tell you guys, I really don't like the Ravens. And I don't like Lamar Jackson simply because I wish he played for another team other than the Ravens. Um, I think we saw just how good he was when he was gone. Uh, you know he's pretty freaking phenomenal anyway. Um, I would have to put those three. I can't think of who would fill number four. A lot of people say uh, Jared Allen in um, uh, Buffalo. But, you know, I would say yes if he was playing like he did last year. But this year, uh, he took a step back. He sort of regressed this year. I know he had a little bit of an elbow injury, but I'm not going to – it wasn't bad enough to keep him out of games. And he threw more interceptions. Uh, his reads were not as good. He took, held the ball in the light. Sort of regressed in, in, at the position, I think. From what I watched and watching other analysts and listening to them talk, I'm no freaking football analyst by any stretch. But I was thinking, who could I put on there? Would I put Aaron Rodgers? No. I think he's on the downslope of his career. Five years ago, yeah, he'd be on the top of the list. Today, no. As a matter of fact, I think Aaron Rodgers probably stayed a year too long. Um, he's not going to make any difference next year staying with Green Bay uh, either. And if he if he gets out, if he leaves Green Bay for whatever reason, or you know goes to another team, like they're talking about maybe going to uh, the Raiders, I just I just don't think he's going to make much of a difference. Um. That division over there is pretty tough. He goes to the Raiders. Why would he want to compete uh, in that division? I wouldn't. <laughs> um, Justin Herbert is possibly another one for like modern day, but he hasn't won a big game yet. But he's probably one of the more one of the top four or five talented quarterbacks in the league. He's young, so we're gonna have some good quarterbacks to watch for a long time as long as people stay healthy. At least these four or five, you know. But I think Aaron Rodgers probably probably should hang him up as well. That's that's just my opinion. But hey, let's get back to the news of the day. Um, yeah, the uh, spy balloon, as they call it. You know, here's the thing that I keep thinking that maybe you know Biden has been compromised by China. All right, so so I've, I've read some articles, and this is like some of. The, Washington Post, New York Times, stuff stuff I found online, just anything you can find online. And you know, here's the thing. Not a few not no, there's not many journalists that are out there, and I'm no journalist either. And again, this is all speculation. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm just saying, you know, you have a pair of eyes, and sometimes things appear to be a certain way. So why first of all I have to wonder why the, the big red flag stuck out as 
we had this big raid down at Mar-a-Lago, and we had to watch that on TV. Oh, the FBI raided a former president. But yet this guy has documents all over everywhere, and not one damn place has been raided. Even though the guy down in Mar-a-Lago, Orange Man Bad, was opening his doors and letting him come in, they still felt the need to go raid a place. Which tells me that our attorney general is probably corrupt. Very political. Uh, instead of impartial, which an attorney general should be. Um, but we've seen enough with our Justice Department over the last few years to think it's probably corrupted as well. People are corrupted in, in the sense that they have a political side that they lean to, they have an agenda, and they're going to operate toward that agenda, which is very un-American, if you ask me. It, it, it's not about justice, it's about political control, which gets dangerous. You know, we're talking, you know, instead of being a Justice Department, we're talking about you know, being a Gestapo. So... Not a lot of journalists have actually gone after the Bidens. And now they sort of started to turn on them. And it kind of looks like a mafia crime family, in my opinion. Because if you look back, I mean, these are just people that try to enrich themselves. And the mainstream media has tried to cover up or come up with so many reasons as to why the, um, why the Chinese Communist Party has more than compromised Joe Biden. They're trying to cover up this fact or this this what appears to be. If you follow the facts, I guess the money trail, and some of the things that I've just read in articles online, and anybody could find, it seems that the, that the Bidens are in China's back pocket. I mean, the, the communists sort of have them by the short curlies. There was a recent headline that was uh, here, well, not recent, but it was a headline I saw on the BBC that um, it said Hunter Biden what was he doing in Ukraine and China? Well, that's a, that's a good point. It's a good question. So what we do know is that then Vice President Biden, uh, when Obama was president, Vice President Biden flew his son into China on Air Force Two. He was introduced to a lot of high-ranking members of the CCP, a lot of powerful business uh, men and women over there. Among them, see, back in 2013, as I, I was reading, there was an investment banker, and uh, what was his name? There it is, Jonathan Lee, right, L-I. Um, he was uh, uh, introduced to this guy named Jonathan Lee. So, I guess Hunter Biden at that point, I guess he tried to explain this meeting with Jonathan Lee. To, uh, some, to the New Yorker, I think it was. I was reading somewhere. Or was it the New Yorker? So, it's one of these, right? He was trying to explain to one of these media outlets. It was just a, you know, they were just having a cup of coffee, just casual. But, but you know, that must have been one hell of a casual meeting. Um, because within two weeks after their meeting, the Chinese Communist Party, the evil CCP, uh gave a private, like they approved uh, these two to start a private equity fund. And that private equity fund was called BHR Partners. Uh, and Lee and Hunter Biden were board members. And of course, back then, nobody really said much. And, you know, the, so the Bidens, they just kind of, you know, brushed it under the rug. Everybody just went along like, yeah, no big deal. Um... And then, of course, Joe Biden said that he's never been involved with any of his family businesses, you know, any of his son's dealings, and we come to find out that's true. Um, 
And, of course, the campaign, they put out an official statement somewhere I read that, that he never held stock in any of these business arrangements, um, nor has any other person held stock for him. Well, if these were you know private companies, of course they don't hold stock. But what um, what come to light was like, you always heard this phrase, 10% to the big man, right, for doing nothing. Well, they were, what, what they were doing is basically just influence peddling and getting rich. That's what Hunter Biden was doing and giving, apparently, according to his emails, if they're true, giving kickbacks of 10% of everything they brought in up to Joe Biden for using the name. So the New York Post, they, they confirmed that the Bidens were in bed with the Chinese Communist Party and that they would set up deals that would give them millions. And there was one instance that they reported that there was the, the family spent, um, they gave them a $100,000 line of credit on a Chinese nationals tab. And they were just, you know, the family's just going around spending $100,000 line of credit. But you got to ask yourself, was was Joe Biden sort of betraying America? And you could, because he was the, during Obama's term, he was the point man to China. Um, as a matter of fact, a lot of people don't know this, but there's this thing called the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. And this came up in 2016 when Hillary was debating uh, Trump. And Trump's like, no, he would mix this TPP. It was worse than NAFTA, and it was going to do a horrible job for American workers. And it got so much traction that even Hillary had to change her stance and say, yeah, you're right, it, I would go against this too. I wonder if that was just a political statement, just because it was very unpopular. But Joe Biden was the one who orchestrated that multi-million dollar trade deal, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, was what it stood for, TPP. And all these financial experts came out and they agreed that the TPP would cr just create a horrible environment for American families and workers here. It would be worse than the first NAFTA deal that ended up seeing us in this country lose 70,000, I'm not exaggerating, 70,000 manufacturing um, uh, sites closed. Not 70,000 jobs, 70,000 manufacturing facilities <laughs> closed and went to Mexico, China, Canada, some you know, anywhere. Anywhere but here where we needed the jobs, where we forced everybody to have a college degree to have a job here, and now we don't make anything here. And during the pandemic, when we couldn't find toilet paper or baby formula, for God's sake, or vitamins, and or we're late on getting our medicine, that's the result of NAFTA because we gave up our ability to make things to be self-sufficient and sent most of it to China. And when they decided that they weren't going to send us our toilet paper and our other things, and the store shelves went empty and you couldn't find your dog food, you couldn't find your cat food, well, we know who to thank. The Clintons, the Bidens, and every other politician that went along with this horrible trade deal. They tried to do it again with the Trans-Pacific Partnership, that was a trade deal orchestrated by none other than Joe Biden. A lot of people don't want to talk about that, but that's the reality. So, um, we know that the family has gotten a lot of money from them. He said that he was going to return the U.S. back to the TPP. 
But then Trump got elected, pulled the country back from the brink of that stupidity. And then we started, I guess we had a little bit of a trade war with him. We actually sort of beat the communists. That was good. Um, he'd still be doing it if he wasn't tweeting it, probably. Um, but so why should we go back to that? Um, but all those emails on the Hunter Biden laptop and the documents and the, these things that surfaced so far that some of these news outlets started to report, then got censored because Twitter and Facebook wouldn't show them before the election, um, which shows that, you know, that family is at the possibly at the tip of a spear of corruption uh, and they've been compromised. And maybe China owns Joe Biden um, because a lot of those those things surface on. But here, since he's got elected, it's not just that. But since he's gotten elected, we completely shredded national security at the border. It's gotten so bad that some of these southern governors have been so pissed, and these border governors that they have bust these migrants. Well, illegal immigrants up to New York City, up to San Francisco, sending them to cities that want to be sanctuary cities and see how they deal with it. Now, even the mayor of New York has flown down to look at the border. Our vice president's supposed to be the border czar. She's not visited once. Joe Biden was down there uh, opening up an intel plant, I guess, with this big thing because they. There's a big political deal with uh, moving manufacturing for some of our semiconductor chips back to Arizona. He was in Arizona, and they asked if he was going to the border, and his response was, I have bigger things to do. We have had more people flooding the border than any time in history. We have more human trafficking, child sex trafficking, women's sex trafficking going on by cartels than they're willing to admit. And now the governor of New York has to fly down and see what's going on because you have all these illegal immigrants that they put up in these nice hotels at two and $300 a night that refuse to leave. And they have destroyed the insides of some of these hotels, uh, drugs flying in and out of there. Uh, they're protesting like they're Americans with all of our rights out front. To, like, we are not leaving, you know. Treat us with respect. Well, when you look inside the rooms, you see drugs everywhere shit on the carpet, and I mean like literal feces, and um, trash piled up. Uh, the maids that show up to clean the rooms being harassed. I mean, have they covered up rapes up there? Maybe. Uh, but all kinds of crime that's escalated in the, in the neighborhoods there. You have to wonder, why do you open the border to that? Why allow that to happen? There's a reason, but what is the reason? It's certainly devastating to national security. It's devastating to local economies. Why hurt people like that? Why open it up so that you have so much child sex trafficking, fentanyl, all this coming in? Somebody's making money. It's not, like You don't let this happen unless somebody's making money off of it. I mean, that's my opinion. It's not a fact, my opinion. So that's one thing that makes me wonder why. Because all those drugs, fentanyl, it's coming from China. Uh, second thing is, um, when Hunter Biden, I guess all this came out and he started, well, I'm going to be an artist now. And, and now he's selling paintings for 300,000, 500,000. Who the F is buying these paintings from a guy who's never painted jack shit in his life? 
How did he get on the boards of uh, energy companies in Ukraine? And here we are funneling hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine. Is that a money laundering scam? Makes one thing. Makes one. It's worth having the discussion to ask. It's worth having the discussion to ask because not only has he sat on the board of Burisma, which is an energy company in Ukraine, but so has members of uh, the uh, Pelosi family. Uh, member and um, everybody's favorite Republican from Utah. What's his name? Mitt Romney. Even his family. Why? Hunter Biden had no experience in energy. How did he get that? How did he get millions of dollars from China to be sitting on boards over there with other people over there with no experience? And from his laptop, we know this guy is nothing but a drug addict and uh, has a tendency to really have feelings for underage girls. Uh, and uh, loves the cocaine and everything else that you can uh, pump into it. So he's obviously getting favors from China. Maybe he's compromised, and they're using information they have over there against Joe, the president. Who knows? It, but it's worth having the discussion. How did he get classified documents out? I've heard stories from other senators about how it's impossible to get these classified documents out of these skiffs. Why does he have them in places where there's no security? In the garage, where Hunter Biden had access to for years. Who else has seen those documents? Did those have anything to do, anything to do that would uh, help the Chinese? And has any Chinese agents been in those properties to see those? There are no records or laws to who's visiting there, like you would at the White House or Mar-a-Lago or any other place where you have classified or sensitive documents that our intelligence community keeps tabs on. Or a secret service. So, who's seen those documents? I You have to assume our enemies have seen those documents. So, those documents have been compromised. They just didn't find them in one location. They found them in five. Hell, there's so many classified documents floating around. I've had to search this house to make sure I don't have any, right? <laughs> so, I can mark myself safe from having classified documents in the house. And now we have a spy balloon that should be shot down. And he is letting it coast over our country to look for whatever they're looking for in broad daylight. And it's done nothing about it. Why? I want these questions answered. I don't think our politicians have the balls to ask them on nightly news. I don't think nightly news has the balls to ask it themselves. Not in a meaningful way, they'll, it, because it's like it's something that pissed people off all day long yesterday. They'll talk about it with you know in a fluff sort of way. Let's 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 pay respect to what people want to hear. But I don't think they really give a rat's ass. They're not going to get to the bottom of it. I don't expect that, that at all. Anyway, but I, is the president of the United States compromised by the Chinese? I don't know. I'm not in the know. I don't have you know, but I have two pair of eyes. And I have ears, and I, I have two pair of I have a set of eyes. I have, I have, I have you know ears. And then, you know, and then I have the ability to reason and question. We Apparently, the media lacks a lot of that. So I question it. It's, it's worth having the discussion. I'm not saying the guy's compromised. I'm not saying he's letting them fly over and collect all the information willingly because they told him to or threatened him. Maybe. But it's worth discussing because his inaction on everything when it comes to China really is, raises eyebrows.
And it's about time people start questioning. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, it's about time our military intelligence start questioning this. Because if this guy is compromised by China and the political powers that be don't want to talk about it, remove him. And if they had proof, it would be on them to, um, unfortunately, for the first time in American history, remove a sitting president. Um, you know, for certain reasons. Treason has happened in this country before. It'll probably happen again. Depends on who's paying. Who's paying the most. Depends on how greedy and you know, how much on the grift you are. But we've seen with politicians like AOC who went in as a bartender and then now earning a salary as a you know congressman's salary. And I read reports that she's worth quite a bit of money now. How'd that happen for a socialist? Meanwhile, the rest of us have to get rid of our gas stoves, our gas ovens. Nice. All right, folks. Welcome to the Twilight Zone. Hey, I'll try to be a little bit more chipper and upbeat on the next one. We'll talk about a really cool mystery like the Zodiac and why that has been creeping back up into, um, you know, I guess, the American peaking America's interest again here lately. The Zodiac Killer. Wow. Creepy. Hey, there is a movie called Zodiac you should check out. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Now, I don't really like a lot of that guy's movies, but that was actually a fairly decent one. Check it out. It's got the Credible Hulk in it, too. What's his name? Cabana? I, I don't know. Whatever his name is. But uh, the guy who plays the Incredible Hulk, he's a detective in it. Um, but a really good movie. And if you're watching anything good on Netflix, have some movie recommendations, let me know. And who makes your fourth quarterback? Who's your top four quarterbacks? Who's on your Mount Rushmore? All right, folks. See you on down the road.